Ah yes, welcome to the Boss and the Brewer podcast episode number five. Just wanted to say at the start of this, um, thank you guys so much for supporting this. We, You never really know what you're going to get when you create something like this. You kind of don't really know who's listening to it. You just get the Apple stats. Um, but it's really cool when you come up to us and tell us you're listening to the podcast and you enjoy it and suggest guests and that kind of stuff because we're just kind of doing this for fun and growing it organically and it means a lot when you support the show so if you see me or hendo around the place or on social media make sure you let us know you listen to the show if you've got any ideas for it please hit us up the other thing is i've just created a facebook group called the boss and the brewer so i'll put that in the show notes and um, or just go into facebook type in the boss and the brewer and join that group and we'll chat about future guests in there and and take fan questions and that kind of stuff and you can help kind of build the show as we go all right let's get into this awesome episode Endo. Oh, hello there. What's going on? It's all happening. We're back. We are back. It's so good to be back. It is good. This is going to be a bit of a different format because we've got a guest and they're, they're ready to go right now. Is that right? Yeah. Well, should I quickly introduce our guest? Go for it. <clears throat> so this is our first international guest, Dan. That's cool. Super stoked about that. Um, so our guest today... Uh, is someone who I met on the international beer judging circuit. Um, I think I first met him, I think it was like, um, it was 2018, no, might have been 2018, I think it was, um, when I started judging beer at the International Beer Cup in uh, Yokohama, Japan. And um, uh he is a brewer. He is a uh, international beer judge like myself, and uh, he is uh, also uh, does things like beer sensory, beer cocktails, all that sort of thing. He's very much into the sensation or the sensory around beer, um, and uh, uh, unfortunately, what happened to him. Wait, why don't you why don't you oh, let him say oh we let him in let's yeah, let, let him, him in. in i'll let him in okay let him in then all oh, right. this <laughs> we're doing all this live mate this is exciting oh, yeah. i know <laughs> <laughs> just winging it let him in yeah <laughs> wait did we say his name yet no we haven't said his name yet <laughs> there we go we, we just did an intro what's... for you <laughs> <laughs> how are you michael what's going on mate Ah, wonderful, I guess. Wonderful. Uh, maybe the weather ain't so nice here right now as we've got fall uh, yes. on the other side of the globe. So, <laughs> And basically, Poland is like at the same place like Canada. So yeah, you can right. imagine the, the weather is like. Well, we haven't even said your name yet, so you may as well uh, tell us who you are and, and uh, what you do, mate. Oh, basically. Well, I, I did send you the bio, which is like this yeah uh, hi guys yep. i'm michael Kopik. i'm from poland uh, i'm basically well a brewer a beer judge a beer educator a beer writer uh, i'm dealing with beer for 17 years right now something like that yeah i started homebrewing 17 years ago so during the 17 years i've worked in various breweries uh, i've dealt with dealing with uh Malts, hops, whatever for for both home brewers and craft brewers in Poland. Uh, right now, I'm in two breweries. The one that unfortunately you didn't have the chance to to try handle, 
uh, uh, two Which years ago. Yeah. Uh, Is that was, the one that won uh, the um, won the award in Japan? Exactly. 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 Yeah. Because we had we had to ditch to to Tokyo. And That's right. I think I think the beer was in another round, something like that. You know, yes. When the, yep. the beer. Yeah, and I missed it. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just gonna uh, have was, to come uh, over, mate. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, December some, we can some, leave at least. <laughs> I've got some. I've got some bottles left, so yeah, you know, next time <laughs> gonna bring them. I hope. I hope that next time we'll meet in Japan or maybe. Uh, did you get the invitation for the WBC? Well, beer cup. Uh, yeah. I am still yet to go through the application process to become a World Beer Cup judge. So, ah. uh, so I will be starting that imminently. Um, I was actually speaking to our good mutual friend, Lee McAllister Smiley from White Lies Brewing here <laughs> in uh, Brisbane. And he said to pass on a message, he says, one word, shots. Shots. <laughs> shots. Shots from like uh, five liter bottles of whiskey. That's right. Yes. So, um, hey, Dan, there's one thing you don't do and that's don't, don't get Same into a, uh, don't know, don't, well, don't get into a don't get into a, a shot contest with a Polish person because they will always win. <laughs> okay, and if you yeah. and if you don't know, ask Lee. He he tried and lost. Great, <laughs> that great. sounds good. We should get Lee on the podcast. I haven't spoken oh, yeah, him for a while. Great. Um, wait, before we are we allowed to do the the uh, the beer thing? What time is it over there? It's too early for beer, isn't it? <laughs> that's that's why I have uh, coffee here because it's nine thirty a.m. Okay, we'll just say it's a beer and yeah. tell us what it tastes like. You go, you can go first. Oh, there's a fuckload of hints of coffee. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> black, black coffee. You've got dark roasted aromas, malt, uh, maybe some vanilla in the in the background. Nice. Maybe some because it's uh, you know uh, it will be uh, with aeropress added coffee let's say so so uh, with yeah. aeropress added coffee so maybe some hints of uh, citrus even yeah. some red fruits yeah it's, it's, it's plenty the carbonation is low it's very low okay uh, <laughs> what's what's the, the head alcohol? retention like uh, <laughs> alcohol very low head retention alcohol, al al alcohol very low body medium to low i would say mm. no hops no hops whatsoever wow uh I wouldn't say that there are any esters in this one. <laughs> yeah, it was it's Good. totally dominated Good. by the by the coffee aromas. If there's yeah. no hops at all, it's that means it's not technically a beer, right? Well, it can be a Groot. Okay. Oh. All right. He's, he's um, got you there, Dan. All right, yeah. Fuck. I don't I don't know much about beer. Other than that, I've got one right here. <laughs> what do you got? I've got a black ops goat because yep. uh, I'm still at work and I had to get a beer out of the lab. And this is what we've got in sensory at the moment. So that's what ah, I'm having. For science. Of course, yes. of course, a hazy IPA. Hazy IPA. That's and right. um, I've got the very first Black Ops Home Guard beer glass, which just got delivered today. This is our beer club that we launched last week. So nice. These are, these look like cool glasses. They're Craftmaster. Do you know the Craftmaster glasses? This yep. is one of yeah. them. Yeah. That's good. Well, I've got uh, the um, Revel Brewing Company slash, uh, cross Big Shed Brewing Company Neo Mexicanus Black IPA. Nice. Oh, that's that's maybe nice. And so I have I have pulled this one uh, out of the fridge because I'm actually brewing a collab beer with Rebel Brewing Company tomorrow. Oh, that's cool! I'm very excited. We're doing a beer with them too. Yeah, for their fifth birthday. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not so, going to do a review because I'm going to embarrass myself after your review was so good. This tastes fruity and delicious. So. 
That's it. <laughs> How's yours, Hendo? Um, it is not fruity, but it is delicious. Um, I would say um, I love how black IPA, I've actually sat on this for a month or two and it's actually holding up really, really well. Um, nice, lots of roast chocolate, not astringent. Um, nice, firm bitterness and um, really good sort of um, a little bit of pine. And um, hang on a second. One yeah, that sounds total, knows the rules. Yeah, that, that's totally sound old schoolish. Yeah. Old school black IPA. Yeah. yeah. What glass have you got so, there, Hendo? I, I, I just I just got a glass because you've been giving me shit the last few yeah. weeks about drinking beer I'm straight impressed. out of fucking can. And I wanted to get one that wasn't dirty. Now this is uh the revolution is brewing. I can't I don't That's the can glass. glass. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the can glass, yeah. So I've been um, giving him says, shit for not having a glass. So he gets a glass that's shaped like a can. Yeah, I was given the. I don't know who gave this. It says thirst come, thirst thirst come, thirst served. So uh, I just, I, I, it's a brewery, but I just can't remember which brewery it is. Okay, well, I'm impressed you got a glass. Thank you. Like just one step at a time, mate. Yeah, one step at a time. Um, oh, that basically, basically, black IPA is a style that I totally miss right now because you know it's so old schoolish right now, especially yes. the ones not on the. Uh, tropical fruit aromas, but on the piney side, you know, there's yeah. Simcoe, Simcoe range aromas with a uh, proper bitterness that you yes. got on a higher Chuck some end Chinook of, in there as well, you know. Oh, Chinook, yeah. There's nice grassy notes happening and just goes really well with this. Yep. Do you know what? Do you know what doesn't go well in a black IPA? Coffee. No, <laughs> Galaxy. Galaxy. Uh? Yeah. Because Galaxy hops are full of carophyllene. Mm -hmm. And when you put it, and so that's the chemical compound in Galaxy that makes it taste like passion fruit. But under certain circumstances, if you have too much, or if you put Galaxy in a black IPA, it tastes like vanilla. Ooh. It's very strange. Mm -hmm. now, how do I know that? So I tried it because I thought, <laughs> I'll, do a, I'll do a Galaxy black IPA and came out vanilla. Anyway, interesting. life goes on. So anyway, hey, um, um, Michael. Um, great to see you, mate. We haven't seen each other in ages, and so much yeah, has happened. Yeah, like two years, basically two years. Yeah, exactly. We we normally catch up with each other once a year in in Japan yeah. at the very least. We were actually we, you got invited to go to the judging in Korea as well. Didn't yeah, you? Uh, two years ago, right? But That's right. Yeah, twenty well, twenty twenty. That was that that uh, twenty nineteen, right? Uh, twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, well, twenty twenty. Well, we were due. We were due to. Um, go to Korea and judge with Big John in, in Seoul for the inaugural Korean International Beer Awards. And then we were supposed to go later in the year to go to back to Yokohama, I think it was supposed to be. Yeah, and I was also supposed to go I was also supposed to go to San Antonio to the yep. WBC. Yep. And it's like the only international competition last year that I went to was the Birra dell'Anno in yep. Italy. Yeah. And after that it all went to shit. Yeah. What what, what happened? Yeah, we haven't given any context yet. For we, this we haven't given you any, any context there. So. I, 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 actually, I actually have a proper T-shirt for today. Okay. Really? <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So if you're listening to the podcast, it's basically a black T-shirt that says in big letters across his chest, COVID-19, and then a toilet roll. <laughs> uh, there's, there's actually even a veteran on the lower end of the T-shirt. COVID-19, hmm? toilet paper, veteran. <laughs> there you go so, so why do you have that shirt yeah 
Well, basically the topic, as uh, Steve said uh, when he asked me for, for joining the podcast, was the COVID-19. And I actually had at least once, and I think twice, uh, the COVID. Uh, actually you know it that well. It's, you've got a, a nickname for it now. COVID. Yeah, 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 basically. Uh, the first time was actually after, I think so, after Birra del Anno in February last year. Uh, because there were uh, cases at the Beer Attraction Festival, Expo Festival, whatever, uh, how, how do you call it? Uh, because there's a fuckload of people, right? Mm, yeah. From different places all around the world that see each other. And it was in, and it was in well, Italy as, as, as well. Yeah, exactly. February was but early, was in... though, wasn't it? That was kind of just when it was... Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Kicked, well, that's when it really kicked off for Italy. Though. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah. actually, one and a half weeks after we uh, got from Italy, because there were... Five judges from Poland? Yeah, five judges from Poland. Four of us were like slight, slightly cold. Yeah, not mm-hmm. not ill, but uh, seasonal cold. Mm. About one and a half uh, weeks after the competition and the Beer Expo, uh, the Italian government shut down the whole area. And it was like, eh, okay. And actually, one of the colleagues uh, had it like for two weeks. Like three of us went, eh, 30, 37 degrees Celsius. It's not even a temperature that you're having a cold, to be honest. Uh, but one had it like for two weeks. So he actually called the Polish uh, sanitary inspection if he should do the test or whatever. And they actually told him to fuck off because it was before uh, the case zero, patient zero in Poland. So oh, that's, wow. that's, it's not oh. this. It's not this. So, so, <clears throat> so they didn't want him to be patient zero. They didn't want it to go back further than... Yeah. Actually, some of my friends that went, for example, skiing in the Alps, Italian Alps, uh, in the you know the old resorts that also uh, had the the covder, came back ill, and like, mm. well, cold, not ill, uh, sick, whatever. Uh, and I said, no, 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 it's it's not this, it's not this. No, it's, there's no cases in Poland yet, so it's not this. Hmm. That's crazy. and the second. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. And the. Uh, but basically, as I told you uh, in, in private messages, everyone in, for example, Warsaw or, and probably in Asia, other major cities in Poland who works in the pubs, gastronomy, whatsoever, uh, was called, yeah, you had like seasonal cold mm-hmm. uh, in January after, you know, December parties, events and whatever for companies. And actually the, the newest... Uh, well, development of the situation, let's let's call it this way, is that basically there were cases in Europe as soon as August uh, or September 2019. 2019. Yeah, exactly. You know the scary thing about that? It's, I was there in September of 2019. Mm-hmm. I actually saw Marek at Frankfurt Airport when we were flying out to Tokyo. We we're on the was same he, Was flight. he coughing? No, he's fine then. <laughs> he just yeah, got exactly. in the next year, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> and this, but the first uh, the first time was you know this like eh, it doesn't uh, actually you cannot distinguish it from a common cold. And the second time was uh, the strain that actually switches off your senses. And uh, it was in October, twenty twenty, and it was like it's weird. It's like totally weird because, well, I do work with my senses, as we all do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like our like, most basic tool that we have for, for doing our job, 
be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not it, it was weird because it's not like it gradually declined and you were like, oh, I don't smell this, don't smell that. It was like somebody just flipped a switch and it's off. And Wait, like you I, woke I, up in the morning and it was like gone. No, it's no, it's not. Uh, in the evening, to be honest, uh, I don't know if you've got something like Amol in uh, Australia. You mean Amol nitrate? Oh, what is it? that? That's basically a, a let's say a medicine that our grandmothers, when we were children, would you know rub us with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got we got big, big Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah so, here so, I am thinking Amol nitrate. It, it smells like a stink out of whole room type thing. Yeah. yeah so basically, basically, it's ninety six percent ethanol with uh, menthol, peppermint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, citronella, uh, clove oil, cinnamon oil, uh, lavender oil. So it's it's very pungent. Yeah, yeah. It's not even it's pungent, and it was like it was like yeah, slightly cold. It's 30, 37 thirty uh, seven and a half degrees Celsius. So it's uh, you can uh, have it and- like in you know, the worst day. And I was like uh, rubbing with it so for for you know their uh, the nose and whatever. And I was like. You know this feeling that basically you've got like a mental record scratch and your mind begins to backpedal. It's like, yeah. what? And when I was having Amol all over my, my uh, hands, it's like, wait a minute. Def. Got the bottle, put it in the right, uh, like in front of my nose, uh, the only thing that I actually felt was the burning sensation of ethanol. So, were you, were you using this stuff to test your senses, or were you using it because you had a cold? I I was using you it because I had a cold, so oh. you know for the runny nose and whatever. Wow! Uh, and it's like fuck. And at first, it was slightly panic attack because you know it's a it's a tool of work, so. Mm. If it doesn't come back and we do not know how actually it works right now, uh, maybe I should learn how to lay tiles or whatever to get another job. Yeah, uh, that's and, oh. yeah. So did you? So at this time, my... did you know you had COVID? <clears throat> yeah, basically, it was, I never ever had. Uh, well, I uh, I was in the proximity range of uh, COVID infected area. So right. yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so never ever, and I got sinus infection like twice a year, and never, even in the worst sinus infection, I hadn't had lost the sense of, of my smell. Mm. So it was like that's that's yeah. like uh, that's that's like that's my biggest fucking fear about COVID, yeah. is that you know here in Australia we've been relatively unscathed by it. We've had a little bit. It's we've had quite a few people die from it nothing like in europe or anything well like in certain that. Pla- in certain parts in certain of places too, like, play, like the gold coast exactly half the people in the gold coast don't even think it's real it's, it's... no that's right it's it's crazy because we've just been you know here in queensland in our state just hardly it's hardly been a thing you know mm. and um um and that but but my biggest fear over it is like if i lost my sense of taste and smell I'd be, I'd just, I'd panic. I literally don't know what I would do. Mm. I, I think I, I would, I, I can't tell you how, how bad I would feel about that. I don't know if I'd take up tiling though, Michael, but um, <laughs> you're doing some renovations. So maybe you'd yeah, be good at but, it. But I'm, yeah, well, 
okay, but fuck, tiling, <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty hard. <laughs> and yeah, anyway, but, okay, so, 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 you, so, how, so yeah, go on. Yeah, so you, you've, well, yeah, I've lost my sense of smell. I'm going to re-roof the fucking house. <laughs> I learn myself a new job. <laughs> fucking hell. That's so scary. So how, so how long did you uh, end up losing your sense of smell and taste? Actually, was it actually, just your sense of smell or was it was your taste as well? No, only, only, the, only the sense of smell, but that's actually quite interesting concerning Polish language because the, we actually lack one word that exists in, for example, English. We lack the word flavor. So flavor is basically the taste, the sense of smell, and the mouthfeel, right? right. Yes. Three things in one. And yes, yes. we actually have the same word for flavor and taste. Smack. Flavor is 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 flavor the same thing as taste? No. No, it's not. No, 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 it's not. Because, for example, even if you have, I don't know, uh, strawberry yogurt, mm. let's say so, right? So basically, you do not have the taste of strawberry. Like the recent developments in having how in the knowledge of how human senses work is basically we can even have right now not four not five not six but maybe even 11 uh 11 uh different tastes that we acknowledge uh, on our taste buds right uh, randy Mo- randy mosher does a fuckload of job uh, concerning this this development actually he's uh, i think this year or maybe next year you will release a new book concerning the, the sensory analysis of your and Randy Mosher is coming out with taste. a new book. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And uh, basically flavor is when, you, when you've got the strawberry, right? Or a beer. So yeah. in a beer, you will have like the bitterness, the acidity, uh, maybe in some beers, umami for when you've got a lot of yeast, sediment, whatever. But also you've got a lot of um, aromas that are from the hops, from the malts, from fermentation. Mm. So it's not like the the flavor and the taste are the same. So taste is more basic. Flavor right. is combining everything: the viscosity of the beer, the carbonation, and what that. So it's mm. quite quite a lot of different areas that deal with with the sensory analysis of everything. To be honest, mm. and um, going back to your question, uh, Steve, is so so for five days. Uh, actually, after five days, I started to well, have it like 80%, I think so, and it went straight, straight uh, up. Actually, now I even have a lower threshold of uh, having a vanilla or some types of oxidization in the beer. For example, the one that, uh, especially in the uh, beers that are light lagers, mm-hmm. uh, one type of oxidization is like uh, um, almonds. Mm, like yes. almond candies yeah. and i've got such a low threshold for for both vanilla and for for this almond type of what do you mean low threshold right as in you find it that harder means, to pick up or easier no it means up. it finds it he finds it easier to easier pick up. yeah exactly that's yeah. strange especially for uh, when you have done uh, the hazy ipa for me now most of the strains that are used for the hazy ipas there's a fuckload of vanilla in hazy ipas for me just because of the fermentation Right. Oh my so, God. So I, f- so f- I think that I'm more even prone to phenols right now than I was before, even though I drank a lot of beers that, for example, Belgian beers or other beers that had, have the yeast uh, phenol profile of fermentation. And, and actually what I've done 
after pa- uh, well panicking at the beginning mm-hmm. uh, was uh, having it more on the let's say medicinal scientist way how to deal with it because I'm after biology chemistry university I teach people about sensory uh, sense mm-hmm. about senses about sensory analysis so yeah basically it's something that you can train like I know some of the judges that went like, yeah, I've lost my, lost my sense of smell, but yeah, it probably will come back. It's like if an athlete, a professional athlete, would be, yeah, I've broke my leg, and yeah, it's gonna, I don't know, it's gonna mend itself together. Yeah, it's, hmm. it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Yeah, no, you have to work on it. So hmm. basically, how human senses work is concerning the, the smell, right? Uh, we haven't had we do not have the senses just for our hedonistic pleasure of drinking beer eating or whatever uh in the quiet not so quiet words of brain from pinky on the brain <laughs> our senses are to take over the world right so basically <laughs> they were our instrument on surviving in not so pleasant environment for us yeah. right yeah of course so so basically uh how the sense of smell is wired inside our brain is uh, it actually before it goes to our consciousness and we have like i've got this mm, black uh, ipa coffee right yeah um, coffee notes whatever when you strip layer by ra- layer we are not designed by nature to you know strip by layers and yeah we've got notes of this we've got notes of that uh, the wire that goes inside our, from the nose to the brain goes from uh, through uh, hy- uh, hippocampus and uh, amygdala so basically yeah. the regions of our brain that are dealing with emotions so basically the first thing that you have when you smell something are emotions and some of the students for example from medicine uh, medical medicinal medical uh, studies uh, have this uh, way of learning vast majorities of material for for exams that they put different scents essential or use or whatever when they have one block of knowledge that they have to learn so it's easier for them to remember it because uh, you everyone who listens to our podcast right now right probably have uh, has memories that are connected to a very strong aromas Mm -hmm. either be pleasant or or not yeah. So, yeah. for example, if you've uh, had, I don't know, stomach flu or whatever, or you've uh, poisoned yourself with some not so good food or alcohol, you probably remember the, the smell of that uh, food and it will go on for, for quite a while and you will have a very negative reaction towards the, to those are, are uh, aromas. So the first thing that I've done, and actually uh, I've studied a lot of papers concerning uh, the rehabilitation of the, the senses after COVID, uh, because uh, most of them actually are in French, because that's a whole lot of business or businesses that are connected with the, the, the senses, especially mm-hmm. in France. You've got the distillers, you've got master yeah. blenders, wine. you've got uh, winemakers, you've got cheese makers, mm-hmm. you've got chefs, you've got perfumers. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. There's a reason that in distilleries, the master blender is usually an old guy and he's not, uh, well, switched to a chromatography, right? 
because mm-hmm. the, you've got the the intangibles when you blend something that well for the machine would be like 50% of this barrel 25% of this barrel uh, 40% of this barrel and we've got the product and basically when you mix it and uh, the uh, human go right mm-hmm. taste it smell it it's, yeah something is off something is off We've got the intangibles. It, mm. Not everything you can design on a spreadsheet and it will just add up, right? Which is good so, because we'd all be out of a job. That's true. If that was that's the true. Case. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, one of the papers, and I actually did it uh, like from, let's say, instinct. I didn't have any, any other ideas how, how to deal with it. So, I just done it. And actually, uh, in one of the papers uh, for sommeliers, I actually uh, read this the same the same exact method that you have to have two str- for for at at first right two strong uh, aroma sources that you actually can just recall right now. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was coffee because it's like the first thing that I have in the morning, black coffee from Aeropress. Mm-hmm. So it was the coffee, and it was citra hops. Because every well, everyone in the industry knows citra hops, right? So you can just recall it right now. So I actually uh, smelled it, and at the same time, I was recalling the aroma from the back of my head, it, like a couple times a day. Uh, so it was the first thing the, that you can do. And actually, I'm uh, in contact with Professor Agnieszka Hamerlinska from the University of uh, Mikołaj Kopernik in Torun, Poland. And she actually uh, has her research on uh, giving back the um, sense of smell by rehabilitation to uh, oncology patients. Because some of the uh, mm. operations that you can have you know, when you have a tumor inside your head uh, can actually block the ability to normal for the normal tracts of how, how you breathe, right? So you have special uh, special uh, training, let's say, that you basically have a retronasal uh, pumping of the air with your tongue or whatnot or throat back to the nasal cavity from the ba- uh, from the back to have mm. uh, the the you know uh, any smell that you can have because when you don't have your sense of smell it's one of the most basic and important senses that you have so mm. when you've got no smell it's like the decline of the quality of life is mm. huge mm. Mm. Yeah, you be, people don't really think about that, do they? Because you're just constantly like what, like when you said the tying to memories thing. Like every, oh, sorry, tying to emotions. Every time um, winter comes around and it goes from being really hot to, I mean, not that cold in Australia. Let's be honest, but it's like a visible thing. You feel it, and you can kind of smell different smells. Like the trees smell different, um, and you just instantly feel different. And it happens in spring here as well. Like the, the trees start flowering and you smell like the frangipanis and that. And you just, you kind of get like an excitement about the season changing. Um, not to mention, you know, every time you walk past a restaurant or every time you get a coffee or a beer or, um, you know, play with a fucking dog and you can smell the dog. Like the, I, it, it, there's so many things you do that involve yep. the sense of smell that you probably never think about. It's fascinating. It's like- so- yeah, so you went through this whole process of 
sensory, I'm going to call it sensory physiotherapy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you know? so. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what was you know, with this, with this doctor out of, was it to, Turin or? No, Torun. It's a Polish town. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, my Polish is pretty average, to be honest. <laughs> uh, you know. Um, and what, what was that experience like? You know, got, you know like uh, going through that rehabilitation process. Like, how did it feel? Uh, well, basically, well, sometimes to just... You know, you have to get your shit together, not to wallow in pain that, well, I've got my sense of smell loss. What, what will I do? A little bunny, right? Just get your shit together and do it, right? So mm. either it work or it, or it will not. But after like two days, I was like starting beginning to, to uh, smell the coffee and uh, citrusy notes of the citra, right? Uh, so I you think start, when you yeah, started, you couldn't smell the coffee? No. Right. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Hmm. Uh, and actually, I think also what I've told you, uh, Steve, in, in uh, the private messages, um, this, this is actually also from the, from the scientific documents right now, but there were, there were none then. Uh, that uh, actually supplementation takes a huge role and, yeah right yes yeah you mentioned yeah, that in having in having um, your senses back because what sort of su- well, what sort of supplements are we talking here actually there are a couple that well you know the climate in Poland is like that you actually have to supplement the vitamin D because there's right. like scars of uh, sun for nine months in a, in a year so yeah vitamin D is quite crucial and vital right so right here uh, so D plus K, uh, vitamin uh, vitamins B, so B complex, vitamin mm-hmm. C of course, mm-hmm. uh, and zinc is also uh, from the from the re- researches from the from the research from the recent uh-huh. developments of concerning uh, COVID is like one of the things that are recommended. Uh, so it actually makes sense because if you're um, depleted from some of the minerals vitamins whatnot it actually it's actually harder for your body for your organism to mend itself back together right mm. so when you've got when you've got enough of uh, vitamins minerals everything that your body actually needs to to, to survive and to mend itself together it the reconvalescent time should be shortened mm. and it's not the case in uh, every person because I've, uh, for my YouTube channel, I did record uh, like two videos concerning this topic. Mm-hmm. And uh, some, some of the people that commented actually, yeah, it's, it worked. And some were like, yeah, I probably depends on your genotype, to be honest. Yeah. How you deal with or, and your, organism memory of uh, pathogens that you had uh, for example as a child other recent developments are that basically if you're a child when you're a child your uh, uh, defense system learns by having to deal with different pathogens and like in the 90s i actually had in like primary school more, most of the, the, the 
sicknesses, diseases, illnesses, whatever you call it, that you've got va- uh, vaccinations now for. Which is nice because, well, I don't recall them nicely and I would prefer not to have most of them. Uh, but basically, maybe maybe because of that, some of, of the reactions that you have are not so, well, underwhelming. Let's call it that way. Yep. So, yeah. That's that's amazing. Um, wow, I'm just blown away by that. How are you now, mate? Yeah, that, that was going to be my question. How, so how long did you do this for? And at what point were you kind of, it sounds like you're not 100% back, like things are different no, than they were. No, I, I'm totally 100% back, even okay. more for, for the for the finals. And how long did that take? Uh, to? Uh, going back to normal? The, the, the whole second COVID thing was like, I only had you know lower temperature for two days, and it's like yeah, nothing more. Only yeah. the, only the the loss of smell was the 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 main attraction. Let's call it that way. Uh, yeah. In the second 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 uh, turn, but other than that, no, everything's totally fine. So I've got no, as they call it, long COVID symptoms. Yeah, because because it's sort of kind of unknown, isn't it? There's there's people who sort of have symptoms like a year yeah, later, but. Yeah, but you know, it's like, for example, my father, he lo- well, he says that he lost probably 70, 80% of his uh, smell years ago, just after uh, flu. So, oh, wow. So there not are from, people. Not from COVID? Actually, no, from flu. From uh-huh. flu. So and it never, reta- never came back. Yeah. Shit. So, Shit. Okay. <laughs> I, I've never heard of that being a thing before COVID. But it's probably something you don't really pay attention to. Yeah, you know, you know, the main problem is that uh, the research concerning our senses, right? How they work, how many senses do we have, uh, how many tastes do we have, flavors, uh, or how the flavor works in our our mind. Are, for many years, we actually thought that we know everything. You know the, right. the yeah. taste map on the mm-hmm. of the tongue that everyone was uh, teached uh, at primary school, high school, whatever, with the four basic uh, tastes and that we only have four tastes. Well, umami, umami was discovered in 1908, so like more than a century ago, and. Like in the 90s, in the primary school, yeah, well, I was uh, taught that there are only four, four tastes. It's like, yeah, sweet, yeah, sour, it, salty, it, and hot. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, uh, and bitter, right? And it doesn't, bitter, uh, doesn't yeah. make a, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But now you've got like most are in, some some of them are, you know, the confirmed. Uh, Randy Mosher talks uh, a lot about those, those uh, new tastes. But for 11 right now, so it's like eleven, no, even more than than double the, the the amount because you've got the the for basic that you said you've got umami you've got kokumi, which is basically a sister sense to 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 umami, and it was uh, uh, developed by Japanese uh, or researched by Japanese in nineteen sixteen or nineteen eighteen, so like uh-huh. ten years after the umami. Now, we, we know how umami works because it's uh, triggered by MSG, right? Yes, and kokumi is something similar, but it adds to the to the wholeness, to the body, to the mouthfeel. But we do not actually know how how it works right now. Uh, there's uh, fatty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fatty is basically a taste right now. 
and it doesn't actually every chef will tell you that the fat is the uh, main source of flavors fat is flavor right? is the is the yeah. uh is the phrase yeah but uh actually the taste fatty is connected with uh sour with acidic mm. because it's for the um, fatty acids that are mm. uh, degenerated yeah so it's basically a um, sign for us that something is well we shouldn't eat that right now yeah mm. because uh, we can get poisoned poisoned metallic is a taste uh calcium is a taste right now mm-hmm. uh there are uh, actually the recent developments are maybe the as a uh, well uh, species we do actually have taste buds connected with ethanol it's like mm. maybe like an oath we do maybe. i just finished my beer yeah <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> so uh ethanol uh, there's uh some some say that the hot, you know, the capsaicin. Spicy. Spicy, yeah. The spicy one. It's also on the taste buds, not only on the mouthfeel, the trigeminal, germinal, yeah, something like that, a nerve that we've got, uh, but also a taste bud. Uh, carbonation. Yes. Also is uh, now said to be a, a taste. Uh, that, that makes sense. Okay, I, I get where you're going. It's like I've never really thought about these in that way, but... Each one of those that you've mentioned is like, yeah, that's a different taste. Yes. Okay. Mm. And it doesn't know fit into that. It tastes it, like, but I can picture metallic. Um, calcium? Yeah, well, ever, the, there's uh, late uh, Dr. Ian Horsney actually had a book uh, about how alcohol uh, is connected with us building the civilization. Because when mm. you think of that, and you think about, well, alcohol taste, uh, ca- uh, calcium taste, metallic taste, uh, some of that. So it's like, hmm. So basically, when we've moved from the hunter-gatherer, and we've started having cow, sheep, whatever, to milk them, to make cheese, uh, we've uh, had fruits, we've got grains, whatever, to, to make alcohol. Uh, the metallic, for example, the bio... Uh, I don't remember the, the, the well. Basically, uh, the iron from the from the meat mm. is like more. Uh, I don't remember the English word for it right now. Yeah, <laughs> the hole in the head. Uh, it's that you mean. It's of more. Makes... It's, it's it's of more use for our organism than iron from the from the plants. It's more. Uh, you mean like hemoglobin that's in blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, when you think about that. It was easier for us as a species to get our ass in one place, to have the cattle, to have um, to make a brewery, whatever, mm. and to then having like a I don't know a vat on your on your back that you've got a fermenting mat and you've uh, walking with a cow through the woods. Mm. So it would so for us it made much more sense to have to be in one place and to build a fucking civilization. Alcohol and meat and cheese. Oh. Why not? I feel like my profession is so much more noble now. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, uh, do. Recent, recently, uh, they've they've uh, discovered a brewery from uh, nine thousand BC. Wow, yeah. Jesus! Um, it's not in my garage. I'll give it that. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Dan. Oh, calcium. What does calcium taste like? Just think chalky. 
Oh yeah, yeah. All right, and um, probably that goat you're drinking would have some degree of calcium in it because uh, generally hazy IPAs and stuff like that have a very high level of calcium and calcium chloride and that sort of thing. They can come across yeah. quite if they're not if the water's not done properly, they can come across tasting like aspirin sort okay. of thing. Yeah, mineral. Not, yeah, yeah. Yeah, minerally aspirin-y sort of thing. Yeah, that's calcium. Yeah, some some wines have you know this uh, mineral taste that you've got in them, especially yeah. the the cheap Spanish wines that are matured in uh, uh, this uh, cement vats oh, that they use. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You remember a couple of years ago there was this this uh, trend in craft brewing. You remember the egg. What those the egg that's the oh the egg shaped fermenter yeah yeah from it was from uh, cement uh, yeah yeah what was yeah. it from something like that so actually uh, he, at WBC uh, twenty sixteen I think oh. tired hands uh, near Philly had its saison uh, in three different vats so it was in a feeder it was uh-huh. a normal stainless steel one. And it was in the egg, and the egg was like hideous. It was like when you, if you would if you would pour the beer on a pavement and licked it off. It's Yuck! Like, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's probably also calcium. Right. Oh okay. dear. Yeah. All right. Note to self: don't, don't <laughs> put your it. beer in a in a concrete fucking <laughs> container. Ah, concrete. Yeah, that that was yeah. the the word concrete. <laughs> wow. Awesome. That's very cool. So, I've, um, so, if you've yeah, got, you got more questions, Hendo, Other, otherwise we've got a fan question segment and I have a really good question from a fan that's very topical to this conversation. Please, go for it. So um, the question comes from Samantha Leith who says, can you train your taste buds to like beer? I try, I read labels and think that sounds great and then sad face emoji. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know... How- that's how children learn to to appreciate new tastes, new flavors. Uh, one of the things is that basically, very small children have even taste buds on on their skin of their face. So when you see a small child that's like dipping inside in chocolate, it's not that they la- like the feeling of having chocolate on their face, but they do sense the the chocolate flavor, the taste on you know here. So it God, does. Wish I, does it what does it go away after a while? Does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I wish so, I kept going. So basically, there's 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 a lot of things that. Well, now you probably would just taste the the, the mask that you have to. <laughs> outside. So maybe 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 that's the best idea. Uh, but you can always dip it in some sauce or whatever. So it's like eh, maybe <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically you can you can train that. So. Many flavors, many tastes are uh, acquired. Like you, can, you, you get the the very nice term in English language, acquired <laughs> taste, acquired flavor. So basically, one of the most known acquired tastes uh, is the bitterness, right? Because mm. as a species, People don't like bitterness. Yeah, yeah, as a species, something that is bitter for us, well, it's basically maybe a poison. So that's that's also a thing that you can play with in food pairing, uh, because it's basically the first. It's other flavors are quite easy for 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 our brain for everything. So 
oh, you've got sugars, you've got uh, the acidity is just the pH, mm. you've got uh, the let's say salty is like uh, nitrium and chloride uh, or potassium. Uh, so it's like it's very easy, but but concerning the bitterness, there's a whole area of alkaloids, uh, everything that that can be bitter and can be or not poisonous for us. Mm. So it's basically the first thing that you you have when you, you taste something. Okay, so our brain is like it's bitter, and then it goes to the consciousness. Yeah, we had it before. It's a beer. It's an IPA. We actually didn't die from that. Oh, okay, right. so you've got the maltiness, you've got the hoppiness, you've got other things that that yeah. there are. Uh, but you have to you have to learn that it's not a poison. And because we are omnivorous, so we have quite a decent amount of uh, taste buds concerning the the bitterness. Uh, a cow or a sheep has even more because, well, basically there's a lot of plants that it can eat and it can poison itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the other hand, you've got a wolf that won't have bitter uh, bitter taste buds because what a sheep is bitter? Wow. wow. So I would start with uh, it's not if concerning beer and how to like beer. The, in the BJCP guidelines 2015, it was like 85, 86, something like that. Styles, I think. 85, 86, what, sorry? Styles. Styles in the BJCP oh, yeah, yeah. 25, something like that. Something yeah. like that. And now I don't know how many styles there are because I, I think nobody now, knows. I, I, I don't know. No, I think nobody knows how many styles are now mm. because you can have a beer and it will have like six words describing the style. Mm. Yes. And, and then you can add the barrel age, whatever. So yes. we've got even more words. Uh, so I, w- I would start with beers that are connected with the flavors that you actually like. Right. So, for example, if you like, I don't know, tropical fruit, maybe, maybe start with beers that are less on the bitter side. Many high APAs right now. Yeah, I was going to say that with goat. Like a lot of people, I've got so many mates who drink this beer who are not really craft beer drinkers. And I suspect it's got a lot to do with that bitterness thing that you're saying because they don't like the bitter flavor. And as soon as you take that out of it, they're like, holy shit, this beer is good. And and there's other flavors like chocolate as well. There's certain, you know, dark beer, darker beer styles, that sort of thing mm. that are very soft, not astringent because bitterness comes from roast malt as well and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I usually say to a person that goes, oh, I don't, I don't really like beer. I say, do you like chocolate? And they go, yeah, of course. And I say, well, try this beer. It tastes like chocolate. And mm. um, it's a really interesting one. I think probably as well. Who asked that question? What was the name of the person? Samantha Leaf. Samantha Leaf. Yep. Leaf. Um, oh, Leaf. Sorry. Um, I think probably the other thing as well is, as Michael said before, um, with your sense of smell and taste being very closely associated in your brain physically with your emotional, the, the emotional part of your brain, Maybe Samantha just needs to have a beer whilst having a very positive experience just to reinforce that. Yes, I like that. Like sitting on the beach, soaking up the sun, breathing sure. in the sea air type situation. Absolutely. You know, There's actually one funny story that uh, Matt Brynjelsson from Firestone and Walker yeah. once told uh, at Braubewiale because uh, Braubewiale is a huge beer expo in Nuremberg. Uh-huh. Uh, it's held... Uh, 
for three years in a row, and on the fourth year, there's a drink taking in Munich. And this actually, uh, there's always uh, a seminar by uh, American hop growers, Akima Chief. Uh, and uh, Matt Brinson is one of the speakers there. And many years ago, uh, he told story about because, uh, well, when where they are, there's more, maybe not now, but then, uh, more wineries than breweries. And it was usually, uh, you know, the, the, the whole idea, the genesis of American wheat was like beer for women, right? I don't believe that mm. there's something like that, a beer for women. Mm. But, well, it was, you get the point. Um, but he told that actually they experimented because usually the case was that, well, the wife had the tour around the wineries. And after that, um, when you've done it, the husband, the husband took her to the brewery and they tried with different beers that uh, women that normally do not drink beer uh-huh. would like. And he tried uh-huh. different low alcohol light styles. And one of the days he told that, ah, fuck this. Eh? And they gave the like double or imperial uh, IPA, American IPA, this huge beer, right? Huge body, a lot of hops. The, also, the bitterness was like 100 IBU, something like that. Mm. But, Big bitterness, yeah. But, but as it works with connection to the body, this is like we've hit the spot, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a beer. It's like uh, citrusy, tropical fruit, liquor, whatever. It's great. It's wonderful, right? Because even though on the chart you've got those 100 IBUs that, well, it should be bitter. But because of the alcohol content and the huge malt backbone that you had and Mm. a lot of those tropical, citrusy, hoppy aromas Mm. that there were, it was like, oh, that's a beer. Yeah. Yeah, I like this one. So basically it's a massive, what you're just sort of describing there is a, is a big amount of complexity in a beer exactly. because exactly. a lot of people who don't like beer uh, basically think that beer is yellow and fizzy and 5% yeah. alcohol and all that sort of stuff. And that's their perception of what beer is. Um, but yeah, when you throw something big and bitter and, 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 and all those fruity hop flavors in there, it really makes people sort of stand up and take notice. So there you go. Um, how I'm, I'm about, actually, how I'm about not... for Samantha, some, yeah. um, some of Toshi's, Mega Hornet. Mega, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, your friend would definitely like the 11% Mega Hornet. That's, that's got plenty of all of that. Um, that was good. I've got a question, actually. Um, I don't know if this happens to you, Hendo. When you're saying that about the big sort of hoppy resinous IPAs, I remember the first time I had one of two IPAs, um, either the Fig, Fig Jam by Burley Brewing Mm-hmm. or the um, Little Creatures IPA were the first two IPAs I had um, ever mm-hmm. before I knew IPA was a thing. And I remember tasting it and just thinking, fuck, this is incredible. Like, especially Fig Jam. It was it was just... I remember the first batch of fig, Burley Fig Jam. It was man, amazing. It was amazing. And, um, and this has happened to me throughout years. This is, I don't know, 10... How long ago? It was a long, long time ago. 10 years ago, at least. Probably. Um, but even with our beers, like the first time I had Hornet or, or any of our beers, or the first time I had fucking any of the stone or any of the, any of the real famous or ballast point, any, any ones of those, you just, 
it blows your mind and that goes away. Like for me, like I, yes. I, I never thought that would happen to me. Like I was There's always a, the biggest frother and I would never go away, but it's fucking gone. That's called the lupulin threshold shift, mate. I, well, I don't like it. My question is, can you reverse <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, man, you just jump in your time machine and go back in time. And no, do it's it a serious, again, it's mate. a serious question. I don't, I honestly uh, don't enjoy. I don't, enjoy, I don't get no. as excited about the beer as I used to get. Um, so the 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 term, who, who Michael, who invented the term lup, lupulin threshold shift? Was it? It was an American brewer. Was it? Was it? Uh, was it? I'm going to Jamie the shit and find was, out. Wasn't it Mitch Steele? Yeah, it might have been Mitch Steele. I think. Yeah, we're going to be Jamie from Joe Rogan shift. podcast and find it out. Yeah, please. Um, which is it's Vinny actually a thing. Vinny Chilozo, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so it's uh, it's Chilozo from who's who's from Russian River Brewing, right? Yep. So yeah, the, like Vinny Chilozo fucking invented West Coast IPA, you know, um, uh, you know, pl- plenty the elder and and, yeah. and and that sort of thing, you know, probably one of the best known IPAs in the world. Um, and he basically said that that had happened to him with. Pliny and with Blind Pig, his other his older IPA, where people would would drink it, be blown away by it, and his jam was about consistency of the product, and he would go yeah. and select the hops from season to season to make sure that the beer was the same, and people would go, this year's one's not the same as last year's one. Mm-hmm. The beer hadn't changed, yeah, but the person had changed, yeah. You know, and it's a uh, thing. So you've had a lupulin threshold. Yeah, shift. well, can you reverse it? That that's my serious question. To be honest, yeah, my, my theory is don't drink beer for six months and then try again, see what happens. Yeah. I don't want to okay. test that, but this is my theory. No, I, I don't know. To be honest, I, I, maybe 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 not drink not drinking beer, but switch to other styles. You know what do I drink mm. most of the time right now? Lagers. Yeah, Me too. actually. Most of the time, now I drink lagers. I feel like that's uh, happening to everyone who used to be into hops. Like all the craft beer people, that's all they drink now is lagers. It's called evolution, mate. We're, 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 trans, we're transgressing to a higher state. Well, what was the point of the whole thing? We had lagers the whole time. We could, we could just yeah, yeah. That, that, that's true. To be honest, uh, like one of the beers that I have, well, not daily, but it's like the season for it, is the Hacker Pshor uh, October 1st Martin. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so good, that beer. Oh, that's that's like the perfect dark martin that you can have it's like yeah like nobody would bat an eye for this from the beer geek community because it's not like uh, they don't think about it it's not it's not it's not cool yeah it's not cool it's for old people so maybe i'm all right now yeah yeah Yeah, you are yeah yeah. Uh, (laughs) box right Bog, bog beers uh, Belgian beers, Czech beers, it's like most of the time great uh, something something with the connection uh, right now. It's all right, you can still go on, mate. Yep. Uh, so uh, most, you know, the traditional styles, there's so much that you can learn from them and so much flavor and taste and just joy of drinking a beer. So a hop and detox. I, I, I could do that as an experiment for this podcast handout. Have a month off hops. Well, a month off aromatic sort of fruity hops, maybe. Yeah. Maybe go go for, for beers with the, you know, the old noble hops varieties. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good Jack. idea. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, like it's really, it's interesting because like, you know, I love IPA, but but I don't drink 
that much IPA anymore. I guess it's maybe because I might have subconsciously trained myself that if I want that really hoppy, awesome sensation that I have to sort of not have it for a while and mm. then go back to it. Because, like, there's only been a few times, um, you know, sort of, you know, in the last sort of, you know, 10 or more years where I sort of got really into IPA. You know, my first pint of plant, plenty was amazing. Um, and then I think probably the next time that I really just went, had an IPA and went, oh my God, this is amazing. was actually the very first batch of Hop Nation, the Dawn, um, which is, um, uh, was just phenomenal. I went to um, this, this smoke meat restaurant called Up in Smoke and we ordered three pints of the, the Dawn <laughs> and I could, and, and as soon as my mate left the bar, turned around, I could smell the pineapple and the citrus of this as he's fucking walking to us. And I'm like, is that, am I smelling the beer that we're about to drink? Holy shit. <laughs> and it was absolutely mind blowing. And the third time that it happened was here at my place. And I, and I, um, um, I got given um, a four pack of um, range dripping in green. I think it was the second release of it. And I just, I could give them beer all the time. And I just left in the fridge for the month and I went, oh, I'm going to try this, you know? And it was like, it's a hazy IPA, Michael. And um, cracked the can, pour, I actually poured it into a glass, Dan. And, oh, I, just, and I just went, holy moly. I, I couldn't believe this was a hazy. It was a month old and I was just blown away by it. Really, it's, they're very rare experiences when they happen. Mm. Amazing, hey? Yeah. That's sad though. Like, like, that, that is actually a sad thing. Like I, I always thought, that wouldn't happen to me and it would be sad if it ever did because I felt bad for people that it happened to because they weren't as excited about the beers that I was discovering as I was. Yeah, but life's meant to be up and down, mate. Yeah. If every yeah, beer tasted, tasted like amazingly hoppy and that sort of thing, you, you would switch off to it. I think ignorance, uh, ignorance is bliss. You, you, yeah. it, it's better not knowing some of this stuff. I, I've got an idea. Uh, Dan, for you, mate. I, I think you should go on a little bit of a um, a malt journey. Yeah, yeah. And there are some oh yeah really yeah. good, you know, some styles that you could uh, could chase up. Um, you know, uh, Metzen's a really good good style to chase. Uh, have a look at some Scottish ales, perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some you know red like red beers usually pretty not the hoppy red beers but you right. know um, like a like a, a good Scotch ale. We just did an alt beer that was that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, for our kind of German beers, we just Mick, did. Mick brew that because Mick's bloody good Mick, at that. Mick likes those ones. Yeah, but he's very yeah. good at it, and yeah. um, he's just he's it, it, it's a it's a very good alt beer. Um, what else do you reckon, Michael? What should he try for a uh, bit of a malt journey? I would go with Belgium. Totally with Belgium. Go yeah. with doubles. Go with mm. triples. Go with even quads. Well, there's so, a Belgian brewery called Matic opening just down the street from where we are right now. In a couple now, of weeks, very soon. So, yes, perfect. So, and they've got they've actually they've got a, they've got a Belgian wit. They'll have a Belgian wit on. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a perfect summer beer. Do you know what you need, Dan? You need a hop fast. Yes, <laughs> you need a fast from the hops. For All right, a while. let's do it. From well, not from. Well, I do like the. the and I think the if you're gonna do it, do mate, it, this is like this is like. Um, if you're gonna do it, you gotta be fucking serious about I'll it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Let's do it. I'll do it. I think, I think, no, no, I think three. Jesus, Hendo, what are you doing to me? <laughs> three months with no hops. Three months. 
Now you're going to have to get gubs to keep a steady supply of multi beers coming. Mm, yeah. Well, or, I mean, I can yeah, but- I can acquire beers from other from other breweries. That is, that yeah, is something did, I could. Did you know there do. are breweries in Australia who there's a brewery in Australia that purely focuses on malt. That's Killer Sprocket. Right. Nice. I've had I had some of their beers really yeah. early on. They did a they yeah. did. They did like the smoked. They did a smoked beer. Yeah, Bandit. Yeah, they did yeah, Bandit. Yeah. It was like it was uh, peated, ten uh, percent uh, right. peated malt. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's all. That's all. Um, Sean um, and Andrea do uh, at Killer Sprocket is they focus on the malt. That's his jam. You know. How about we do and one month and then I'll report back on the results. And if it doesn't work out, then I'll consider for longer. Three months, Hendo. That's that's too long. But, I that's like a great it's idea. all I drink. It's all I drink. All it's I drink a palate is, reset. You can is, do a month. Yeah. I'll do them. That's that that that's that's a palate reset, and that's a great idea because look how many malt varieties you can have mm. as Heaps. a brewer. You've got all the Heaps. catalogs from different from different maltsters. It's like even chocolate malt. Let's say one monster has a chocolate malt, but it's like totally the other way around. From for example, other maltster will have a chocolate malt. You always look on the on the charts, and for example, one will be uh, 800 EBC, the second one would be 900 EBC, and uh, from the, the the whole procedure of technology of the of roasting the mud will be different. So you will have totally different aromas and flavors from it. So yeah. and you've got so many wonderful beer styles, traditional beer styles that are connected with malt and not with the hops. So it's like. A journey from from for the bas- basics, and then you can always have your, your thoughts on how how I would do this malt with more hops, for example, or mm. whatnot. Yeah, you know what's going to be Dan? No hop November. No hop November. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, I'll do it from. I'll do it no from now. November, I, I probably... And then we'll do it in six months' time. We'll do malt March. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can we just can we do malt march and I just not do this for six months? That that would no, be no no no. You, you, you at least have to do no hop November. Okay, I'll do no hop November. All right, deal. <laughs> no I like this. November. This is good. This is fun. <laughs> do we have any other questions? <laughs> no. Well, no. I had I had um I had questions for us that probably aren't relevant um to the current conversation, but I, I did think it might be good for us to get a channel for people to suggest more questions, like a Facebook group or something. But yeah, because um, these these questions are from the original thread I posted kind of a couple of months ago. Yeah, um, yeah, we can do that. Because oh, if we, we had a group, start... we could have said we're getting this guest on. Do we have a Twitter? We don't have a Twitter. <laughs> do we need Do we need a Twitter? I, I don't. We we need to be on the Twitters, I think. Okay, all right, we can do that. <laughs> we can do yeah. that. Um, so you can send it into the Twitter. We don't know what it is yet. Boss um, and the Brewer. Oh, I just more than twelve letters, man. That's probably not going to work. Okay, boss and no, well, I, don't, I think Facebook. Actually, I think Facebook group because Facebook group is good. Yeah, let's start with the Facebook group, and then if any, if we'll know if no one joins it, then it, the whole idea was stupid. Yeah, but um, Twitter's a weird one. I, I, feel, I swear, like no one in Australia uses Twitter, but everyone around no. the world does. Yeah, do you use it? Uh, well, I do have a Twitter account, but basically, I think uh, Twitter is mostly for politics. Yeah, yes. it's politics and journalism uh, and technology and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not what I get into social media for. No, yeah, craft beer yeah. is it's, Instagram it's, and it's, Facebook. It's it dog, dog videos, yeah, puppy videos. Yeah, um, like uh, Elon the Pocket Bully is always in. He's a, in he's, my, a good, um, he's a good boy. He's he's asleep next to me. I've actually got him at work today. No leg humping this week. 
good. Yeah, I, I was I was about to ask this one because I was listening to your podcast. Yeah, he's humping my leg right now. So, okay. <laughs> he's good. He's, I don't know if you can see. You can see him right there. He's fast asleep. Oh he's my god! He's gotten like, so big. He like, what's up? Oh, you woke him up. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Go back to sleep. Yeah, he's got a humpy leg now. You woke him up. He's oh, gonna wake up horny. Whoa! Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, well, that was good. That was awesome, Michael. I wasn't wasn't expecting all that detail. I fucking learned a lot. I wasn't expecting to learn that much. Um. Michael, thanks heaps, man. That was uh, amazing. Um, I am so glad that you um, have your health because at the end of the day, your health is your wealth and not the other way around. Uh, and um, um, I hope your your family and your friends are safe over there in uh, in Poland. And um, thanks heaps for joining us. Well, same, same applies to you guys. Thank you very much for having me here. And maybe maybe next time, if you want to have me here, uh, I'll take a day off and we'll yeah. crack some beers together. Yeah, sounds good. Yes, absolutely. From 9th, yeah, why not? Yes, But no hops. hops. No hops in those beers. No hops. <laughs> that's, like, that's actually a quite nice idea because I don't know if uh, you have Grodziskie in Australia. Oh, did you, ran a, you ran a Grodziskie competition recently, didn't you? Uh, well, recently... May or June, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's all uh, last year. I think there were none because of reasons, right? Yeah. But there's uh, always uh, once a year there's a Grodziski competition. Can you describe there's... the style for those who don't know it? Oh yeah, Grodziski is like one of the three endemic beer styles in Poland. Basically, the other two are the Baltic Porter, mm-hmm. uh, which we brew a lot and are very good at it. And this, uh, the second one was Jopenbier, which was from Gdańsk. And actually, nobody knows what exactly was it and how was it brewed, because from the uh, history scripts that were lived to, the, to our times, so it's like it was not sold by volume, but on the weight. And it was so, so extractive. Uh, so, so such a high extract of it that it was to be diluted with beer. Uh, but uh, going back to Grodziskie, Grodziskie is uh, basically a 100% uh, smoked oak wheat malt. So wow. it's 100% wheat malt that it's smoked with oak. So you've got not like the traditional uh, German Rauchbier, which is which is, uh, which is which beach is which is beach wood, yeah. yeah. So the the beach wood is more like on the smoked ham bacon side, mm. and this one is more. Yeah, the the people that do not like Grodziskie say that it smells and tastes like water after boiling sausages. <laughs> hot dog water, hot dog water, wow. exactly hot dog water. And it's a very low ABV, low extract. It's like, depending on who brews it, but it's like about 8% extract. So it's like... Yep. Uh, so it's about, about three-ish, three, four-ish percent? Three-ish, yeah, three-ish uh, ABV. And it's very highly carbonated. So like sometimes it's even called uh, Polish champagne. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's one of the best beers that you can have for summer. Uh, Pinta, a brewery that had its 10 years anniversary, 
this year. They actually brewed Grodziskie and they had it on their, on their party, the you know, Burberry party. And it was like a hot, it was summer? Yeah, it was in, in August. So it was like 25 degrees and sun. And I yeah. drank like two and a half liters of Grodziskie and was totally sober. It's, it's like an electrolyte that you can have. It's a perfect <laughs> beer style for the summer. And you've got Run a marathon. A lot- yeah, exactly. It's actually it would be a quite a nice beer for after the marathon. Yeah. So, so like you've got a lot of for for such a let's say thin beer, you've got a lot of flavor, packs flavor mm. because of that. That's a, that's we, a can we get it as well. You need. I don't know if anyone's making a Grodzitskia in mm. um, Australia. It's if it's a hundred percent wheat. That would be very difficult to brew on yep. traditional like lauder and that sort of thing. You'd need like a like a mash press or something like Young Henry's or Brock's no, Brewing. They, they they actually brew it in 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 a traditional, let's say, normal brewery. Yeah. But for for example, you have to use husks like rice holes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, rice holes. <clears throat> Probably so, a lot so. of them too. But you could make it actually. You could actually make that happen if it's only like a like a eight eight plato seven or eight plato beer. Totally doable. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, the most funny part of Grodziski is that Imperial Grodziski is like uh, 10, 10% extract. <laughs> 10 plus. Oh, so it's 5%. Yeah. Or 4%, 4.5%. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow down, yeah. Michael. I know you guys love your alcohol over there in Poland. <laughs> <it's> like... <laughs> slow, down, say, so slow down, Satan, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that that's that's a perfect beer style if you want to try the, the uh, more on the multi side beers, yeah. and it's brew and it's hopped with uh, Polish uh, Lubelski hops, which is basically mm-hmm. daughter or sister of Czech Saz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got all the noble hop uh, aroma that like you know the herbal side is slightly earthy. It's like it's uh, well, it's very hard to balance a beer that has is so low on alcohol and an extract mm. because and brew it properly because every fuck up that, that you can have especially on light beers yeah, yeah it's gonna see it there's yeah, not, yeah. not nothing to hide uh, actually this is one of the things that i stopped drinking so the high z ipa so much it's like one at a time for, for you know if, if if I'm interested in this one, I'm gonna drink it because not once, not twice, they they are made so hastily to be. Yeah, it must be packed with hops. It must be so fresh that with you, those hop rates that go to forty grams per liter or even more, mm. right? There's quite a, like this hoppy wall that you can have uh, acetyl aldehyde. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So. There were not once, not twice. I had one beer in the evening, and the next day I had hangover. Mm. So, you know, gives you a hangover. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like that's insane. Well, maybe I can find one of these beers just as a in a bottle somewhere in a kind of place like if, uh, if anyone's like listening and uh, knows where you can find a Grodzitski and um in australia or if there's an australian brewer or indeed brews one because i can't think of one off the top of my head mm. uh let us know 
bossandthebrewer at gmail.com. That's that's how you do it. Is that us? Yeah, just that's all we got is email. We got an email today, but it was a spammer trying to sell us some consultancy. So that's about all we're getting in right. there at the moment. Are we, are we hiring at the moment? Well, you never know. Maybe one day. It depends how big we get. Yeah. Yeah. Baby steps. Awesome. From big little hey, things, thanks, big guys. things grow. That was uh, that was absolutely amazing. Um, cheers, Michael. Um, thanks heaps for your, uh, cheers, for your time today. Um, thank you, Dan. Yeah, thank you. Very good. Thanks, Michael. I'll see you soon. You much, we'll wrap it up and I'll um, we'll save the normal news stuff for next week. Yeah, too easy. Awesome. Have a splendid evening right now, right? Which which yeah. is what's the I'm hour? off to the yeah. pub, so yeah. Oh yeah, you got the you got the. Uh, <laughs> I'm going dog. to the brew dog thing. Um, to um, fest. The collab fest, yeah. Nice. Enjoy. That sounds fun. Love me a bit of brew dog. Yeah. I can't wait till they put that hotel in there. I'm, I'm moving in for sure. There's a hotel going there. Ooh. I reckon. Yeah, what up? Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> right, guys. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Bye. Okay. Cheers, guys. See ya.